Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the Franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Bill Snow, the vice president of of Franchise Development and Operations of Rad Air Franchise Systems, Inc. And Rad Air has a long history of providing quality automotive repair services and comprehensive vehicle maintenance to Northeast Ohio. In business since 1975, Rad Air has started as a small radiator and air conditioning repair shop in Parma Heights, hence the name Rad Air. We're going to talk to Bill about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Franchise interviews. 
Hi everyone and welcome to back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews where for over 15 years now we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all one. I'm your host Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Bill Snow, the vice president of Franchise Development and Operations for Rad Air Franchise Systems, Inc. Rad Air has a long history of providing quality automotive repair services and comprehensive vehicle maintenance to Northeast Ohio. Hi, Bill. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Marty. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Oh, this is my pleasure, Bill. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Bill? I'm calling from very cold Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say <laughs> 12 that, degrees <laughs> this morning. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're only one state away, and I, I think we're at like maybe 20 degrees this morning. I was saying, where's spring, right, Bill? <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, geez, it is something. But, you, I mean, you know, when I, I read your story, Bill, I, I said, oh, I, you know, I had to have you on the show. I thought, you know, Radier, I mean, has such a long history. I mean, you guys have been doing this for, for quite a long time. Maybe you can kind of, you know, go back to the beginning and talk a little bit about the history and highlights of Radair. Yeah, and, and like you uh, mentioned in the intro, started off as a radiator and air conditioning shop yeah. in Parma Heights, Ohio, which is just outside of Cleveland. And right. as the industry has changed so had we. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in those days, you, you couldn't go into a parts store and buy a radiator. You had to take it to right. a radiator shop and have it, right. and have it you know, uh, welded or brazed. Um, but then in the, in the mid-'80s, that all changed with the introduction of plastic and aluminum radiators. So at that right. time, the company changed, and we went into full car care. And then we were approached, we went into a second location, and, uh, and then one of our managers came to us and said, hey, how do, how do I get one of these? I want a rad air. Right. Uh, so we started franchising back in the uh, late 90s. In the late 90s. That's fantastic. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting that you say that, Bill, because, you know, my uh, my uncle, he used to eh, be like a, a semi-mechanic, you know, like in the old days back in the 1970s. And, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, things have changed in the automotive industry so much. I mean, he can't even look at a car today because I guess everything is all computerized. So I, I guess... You know, Radair certainly had to adapt over the years, right? Or you know, with, with all the changes in vehicles. Yeah, for sure. It's you know, just like the the, the phones people are looking at right now, or the computers they're <laughs> right. working on listening to you. It all changes and evolves, and and we as leaders of the organization, as well as our employees, have to be able to adapt and change. And and we really manage that through education and training, and then also mm-hmm. hands-on. I'll give you a quick story. So mm-hmm. Our CEO, Andy Fippick, back in 2003, ordered a Ford Hybrid Escape. It didn't come in until 2005, but as wow. soon as it did, he just started taking it apart, playing with it, learning it, understanding it. He went out to Massachusetts and attended a Up Your Voltage uh, class by Craig Van Battenberg, who's the, one of the world leaders in hybrid mm-hmm. education for our industry. And at that point, we said, hey, we got to get into hybrids too. So it's always about exploring what's coming our way, what do we need to do to be able to adapt, and then give our franchisees and their employees the support needed to be able to handle those vehicles. What what do you attribute all the success to for Radair? Because Radair is is, is a strong brand name in your area, Bill. I mean, you know, what is all Mm -hmm. the – and you've had all these attributes over the years too. I mean, what's all that success attributed to? Uh, I think it comes down to just – treating people right, and whether that's mm-hmm. one of our store owners, managers, employees, mm-hmm. or clients. And we, were, we don't call our customers customers. We call them clients because we want a relationship, and we want to be able to have that be a continual um, relationship over time where they're bringing their vehicles back. And that Parma Heights store, where it all started, we're on our fourth generation of clients. 
Um, but it, it, it comes with just being a genuine family focused, mm-hmm. take care of the people and they'll take care of you. When, when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee bill, I mean, how do you typically describe Rad Air franchise or maybe, you know, distinguish Rad Air from maybe other like competitors in your industry? Yeah, you know, and, and I kind of joke around and say, hey, anybody can open up an automotive repair business right. and, and change oil, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But it's, it's, it's how, we, how we approach things. So we want the experience to be much different, and right. that starts with the way the phone is answered. You know, we're just not saying, hey, Bill's garage. Right. You know, thank right. you for calling Ray there. Who am I speaking with? Or how can I help you? Uh, and it's really making that person – because, Marty, they're calling you with a problem, Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not. Right. They're not calling you because they right. want to buy. You know, they want to buy golf clubs or look at a new purse or pair of shoes. They're calling you because they have a problem. You got to make them feel comfortable right. right away, and that's some of the training we do. And then from that standpoint of the experience, um, up through our digital inspections, our communication process, we call it the Wow Oil Change. Mm-hmm. As I joked, we can all wow. any, just about anyone could do an oil change. But sure. what can we do to make it a little bit different? How do we make sure that the, the clients leaving with the best possible experience they can have and the best oil change or tire repair or transmission repair possible. Um, but then it, it comes down to the support and the flexibility we have as a brand. I, right. I joke around. We're not going to be able to do this for everybody, but during COVID, I was on the roof of one of our franchisees helping him update his sign lighting. Wow. You know, what, what do you need to succeed? How can we right. help you? How can we figure that out? Let's get it done. It's interesting because I, I was talking about this topic last week. I, I teach for Purdue University uh, in their in the global division, and we were talking about you know it's right. You kind of like you were saying you can just satisfy a customer, but you guys, Rad Air goes beyond that. You know, we were talking about you know how do you wow a customer? That's a great example um, that that you just gave. And we um, here's a funny story for us, Bill. When we moved to Pennsylvania, we moved from New Jersey. To Pennsylvania, we were here about, I would say maybe six or seven years. We could not find a reliable mechanic. I mean, every time we took the car in, it would, it would come back with another problem, and it was just so frustrating. And um, I mean, it, it, it's just it, it's just such an important part of, of people's lives. Their car, isn't it? Yeah, the way I like to say it is, I mean, this is the this is their lifeblood. It gets them to mm-hmm. work, gets them to church, right. gets their kids right. to school, extracurricular yep. activities. One yeah. of the things that we do different is differently as well is we offer courtesy loaner cars. So when wow. your car is in for service, Marty, you take our car. Your life doesn't stop just because your car <laughs> Great. does. So hey, go ahead and take one of our courtesy loaner cars. Just put gas yeah. in it. And I joke around, no demolition derbies. We'll take care of your car, you know, bring it back. And uh, and I'll tell you, that is a big differentiator for us in the marketplace because COVID changed it slightly where people can be a little bit less without a car. But there are Mm -hmm. some people that they have to have that car to have their life go on. Right, right. Totally agreed. And, you know, technology, I mean, technology just seems to – it must be hard to keep up, you know. Um, I guess, you know, how, and we kind of touched upon some of them, Bill, but, you know, how else has technology played a role in your business today? Yeah, well, if we get away from the car for a second, think mm-hmm. about, you know, if, we, if you and I were having this conversation 15 years ago, we'd right. be talking about, and we talked about advertising, all we'd be talking about is how big is our uh, Yellow Pages ad going to be? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Each week we're looking right. at, all right, how's our paid search doing and how's our social media yeah. doing? And right. have we gotten those Google reviews? Let's respond to mm-hmm. those Google reviews. So 
If you, yeah. So one thing on technology is we have this whole digital marketing that we have to be on top of, and it's it's actually a big part of our days at the franchise level. How do we make sure that the investment our franchisees are making is giving them the right. biggest bang for the buck? How does that make the phone ring? Then, um, going along with technology, the mm-hmm. technology in the shop has changed quite a bit. Fifteen years ago, again, mm-hmm. we'd probably be writing you up by paper or it'd be some archaic mm-hmm. computer system. Yeah. You know, right. Now it's, it's cloud-based. The guys can access it on their phone. Each technician has a tablet so they can get their workflow that way. They can take pictures wow. and videos when they're doing the inspection for the client. They can get updates if parts have arrived, if parts are delayed. Um, and then the whole follow-up with clients has changed technology-wise right. sure. too. So yeah. now we can do some drip campaigns. Marty, haven't seen yes. you in four months. Everything okay? Right. How's the right. Toyota doing? Those sort of things. So, um, yeah, it's uh, if if you're a, a shop owner uh, that hasn't kept up, it it, it can be daunting <laughs> to uh, oh, of course. see all the technology in there. So that that's on the ownership management uh, side of things. Mm-hmm. Think about in the bays now. So when we diagnose a car, we've got a scanner that's hooked up to this thing, and mm-hmm. you know it's measuring dozens of different sensors, a couple wow. of different modules in a car. We've got databases that we have to subscribe to to be able to get some more information. Our machines wow. that do the air conditioning recharge now have big yeah. LCD d- display screens. You know, it doesn't have the gauges anymore. So technology is everywhere. And again, when we, sure. when we go through the training, we make sure that we help, help everyone keep up with that. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's wonderful the, the tech, how technology has played such an important role in your industry, Bill. And, you know, and speaking of the industry, Bill, I mean, have things changed? It, it seems like, you know, I haven't purchased a car in a while, but it seems like there's something going on in the industry, you know, is, is you know, people could sell their used cars for more than, than they even expected. But, I, I mean, I, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, you're, you're part of a, a very big industry. I'm, I'm curious, I mean, are people, are, are, are they keeping their cars longer today because of what's kind of going on in the industry? And I, I guess that would be a sort of an advantage to Radair, wouldn't it? Yes. So the average age of a vehicle on the road now, I think, just jumped to 12.4 years. Wow. Um, and yeah, and and that's partly because the cars are being built built better, and right, they're lasting longer. And pe- yeah, people are taking care of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know the supply chain issues with the chips. You know you can't mm-hmm. they doesn't go by. You don't hear something like that in the news. Um, so the the low supply of new cars has driven the demand up for used cars, and as a result, our industry has benefited quite a bit because folks said, "Listen, mm-hmm. I can't buy a new car." And I already own a used car. Why wouldn't I just right. make the investment in my used car and just right. keep it rolling a little bit longer? So, right. yeah, we've seen um, big increases in, in spend by folks just keeping their car on the road. That's wonderful. You mentioned that, you know, so, so Rad Air, at, at some point, they, they, they got into franchising, Bill. Um, what types of characteristics are important to you? When, when taking on a new franchisee. I saw on the website when I was doing research is that, you know, so a prospective franchisee doesn't really necessarily have to have industry experience. Um, so, so what's important to you, you know, when taking on or considering a new franchisee? Yeah. First, I want to understand what's their goal to be a business owner? Mm-hmm. You know, are they solely mm-hmm. driven by just money or are they looking right. to make a difference in the community? Do they want right. to lead a team? Do they want one location or ten? I really want to understand what is their goal in exploring this business ownership. And, and I really hope yeah. that their vision is 
to build a great business that hits on a lot of things. It's profitable right. for themselves. It gets them in, engaged in the community, and they can lead a team. That's, that's the one thing I yeah. want to make sure. And then sure. in terms of the background of their experience, a successful franchisee is going to be somebody that, that has management, marketing, or previous mm-hmm. leadership experience. And, and like you very well pointed out, they don't necessarily have to have been a mechanic or know the difference right. between a piston and a connecting rod. Right. Um, because uh, I view a successful franchisee as someone that, that to lead their team, wants mm-hmm. to create, create a great culture, but then wants to be involved in the community. And that looks like things. We get very involved with the tech schools uh, that are near our mm-hmm. stores today, things yeah. like chamber events and BNI, Business Networking International meetings, um, what can we do to partner with a local charity and help them? And those are the right. people I think that if that's at their core, they're going to be successful yeah. just about anything they do, and we're going to help them be successful with Rad Air. Yeah, and I saw that and kind of that was one of the themes I got, you know, in in studying Rad Air's model. Bill is that you know community engagement is is a very important part of the the model or the system, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it really is. There's there's a they, they talk, there's so much talk about labor shortage, Bill. Um, is is it hard to is is it hard to find a technician right now? It is, but I have to tell you, we have mm-hmm. zero openings. Wow. In the organization right now, and wow. if you went on our website, you'll see that we have openings, and that's what I call mm-hmm. building our bench. I so see. it is hard to hire somebody right now, but what's so the way that we combat that is we don't want our folks to leave. So let's yeah. create a great culture. Let's support them with training. Right. Let's understand what their personal goals are, what's their career goals. And if we, if we hit on all those things on a consistent basis right. with, with our mm-hmm. technicians, they'll never want to leave. In fact, they'll help us become a talent magnet saying, hey, if you're not happy at your shop, why don't you come to mine because I'm super happy and this is a great place right. to work. Right. Um, it's, it's easier said than done, though, Marty. It's Sure. <laughs> it's a right. lot of uh, it's a lot of hard work. Sometimes it's a late night phone call, you know, helping a, one of our employees through maybe a difficult situation they're going through at right. home. But right. at the end of the day, if they know you care and you're looking out for them, they're going to have your back and, and they're going to, yeah. Right. And then, uh, you know, being in, being in business for since 1975, mm-hmm. you know, we've learned a thing or two about you know, how to, how to attract, how to retain, how to interview talent mm-hmm. so right. that we can hit the, hit the mark. And we'll do that for a new franchise, new franchisee. We will help them hire their team, including their manager. And I guess that's part of the, 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 the training too, Bill. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Like, I mean, how does training work, you know, once someone decides they do want to come on board as a franchisee, do they come out to headquarters for training? Like, how does that work? Yeah, um, so once they're awarded a franchisee, uh, the first 10 days is really a lot of phone calls and Zoom calls. We're getting them introduced mm-hmm. to all of our partners that they're mm-hmm. going to be working with during their onboarding. Um, right. And then they're going to spend two weeks in Cleveland. Um, and okay. we're going to go through about two weeks of classroom training. It's not all classroom. We do visit some of our local stores here, have them uh, sit at a few different stores for a few hours each day just to kind of mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. Then – um, a, a week ahead of their grand opening. So we're going to kind of do a soft launch for a week before their grand opening and then a, a week after their grand opening. We're going to be in store with them and we're going to show them and, and help them learn and observe them as they're going through the process to make sure they're following the recipe and making little right. tweaks as needed. The training, um, oh, okay. so the training covers everything from how to answer the phone to how you should be engaged with your community, 
How do you mm-hmm. lead? We're big fans. We're big fan of huddles, morning huddle, afternoon huddle. And it's five <laughs> to seven minutes. What's the day look like? And right. Let's get after it and then recap the day. So we're going through training even on those smaller things just right. to reiterate this yeah. is how the model works. This is how success looks. Right. Because it's easy to fall off track, I guess. Right, Bill? I mean, you know, even when you're a franchisee, I mean, it's sometimes right. You could fall off track from, from the model and the system. And Radair has, has been, um, you know, building this system or this process or this model for such a long time now that, I mean, you, you really have it down. So I, I guess, you know, by having those, those, like, as you said, those huddles and things like that and just keeping focused, it's, it's an, that's another important part of your, your system, isn't it? It is. You know, especially in today's day and age, you, know, you might have a, a complex car fighting you with a diagnostic. Mm-hmm. You may have a, a wrong part that keeps showing up. Well, sure, the technician can always go and tell the service manager, hey, I've got an issue with a part. But sometimes we get so caught up in the day that that communication might break down or somebody forgets right. something. So that morning huddle is, hey, don't, don't forget that I need that brake rotor. It's right. so wrong. Or, hey, right. can I have some help from somebody else today to help me get this car diagnosed? Um, right. Yeah, and it just it just builds that culture and that teamwork mentality. If if we are talking in the morning, and we're talking in the evening. You know, the right. guys guys and gals that eat lunch together too. So it's it's really coming together and communicating as much as we can. That's wonderful. How would you for our listeners? How would you describe um, a, a typical day as uh, a Rad Air franchisee? Yeah, it's um, a lot of times. So our service centers are open from eight to six. Okay. Um, Monday through Friday, and some mm-hmm. maintain some Saturday hours. But mm-hmm. you know, you're going to roll in probably 20, 15 minutes early. Um, you're going to roll in about 15 minutes early and um, go through the day. We help our franchisees um, with lead gen, and um, so their mm-hmm. inbox is going to be filled with a couple appointment requests. So responding to those, open, you know, put the coffee on, open the door at 8. Um, actually, right before they open the door, they're going to have that morning huddle. And... Um, and then it's a lot of answering the phone, getting clients, yeah. you know, in and out, get them in the loaner cars, dispatching work, and then uh, writing up estimates, talking to clients. And then um, throughout the week, oh, and then at the end of the day, um, and this is one of the things I really love, Marty, at the end of the mm-hmm. day when the clients are coming to pick up their cars, um, I call it the kiss goodbye. So they're coming <laughs> in and they're saying, Marty, listen, I know we talked to you throughout the day, but again, here's what we did today. We did A, B, C, and D. Don't forget, right. there's two other things you need to take care of next time. We'll, we'll, you know, next time you make a reservation, we'll go ahead and we'll handle those for you. But right. here, I mean, this job was huge, and, and we go through the whole process. Uh, so part yes. of that is just you know, recreating the value with the client at the end of the day. And then there's kind of a shutdown ritual, just making sure that everything's locked up, cars are brought in, the team's been debriefed uh, at the end of the day. But then yeah. throughout the week, and this, this exists in either an owner-operator or uh, semi-absentee owner model, Throughout the week, that service manager, that owner, is then doing some of those community engagement things. So that right. could be attending a chamber ribbon cutting or a chamber mm-hmm. networking event. Could be talking to us. You know, we go into the classroom as early as eighth grade to talk to students about careers in wow. our industry. You know, wow. So maybe it's doing something like that. Um, you know, and one thing I want to talk about too is, yes, we have the operations manual, but mm-hmm. we also want the franchisee to put a little bit of their flair on it. We don't want them to deviate right. from it, but we want to make, a, right. make it their own. So right. you know, what does that look like? And we really want to encourage that. So during the week, they'll be putting their own spin on it, whether it's you know, having some yard signs that are made by the local printer and putting them out front, mm-hmm. inviting clients in, or whatever the case may be. Wow. 
it's, it, I imagine the days go by fast for your franchisees, don't they, Bill? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, the days, yeah. the weeks, the months, <laughs> they, right. they do go by right. quickly. Yeah. That's what happens. You know, it's true. Yeah. And one other thing about a typical day, you know, we talk about culture uh, and employee retention. We really mm-hmm. encourage our, our managers and owners to get in a regular one-to-one schedule with the employees. And that yeah, is not overly important. burdensome. It's five, five minutes a week, maybe seven right. minutes every other week. Right. Just, hey, Marty, how's it going? What's, you know, what's going on? How are you tracking towards the goal we talked about last month? That sort of thing. So that, that yeah. would make up part of their day as well and part of their week. The, um, the, the, the kiss goodbye, I, I think that's, that's very powerful, Bill. You know, it's, it's, I have to tell you, I mean, I, I'm always embarrassed because I, I don't know anything about cars. I never did, you know. What I, it, just, it, it just never made sense to me, you know, um, which, which is probably why I do what, what I do, you know, because I, I probably would have been terrible maybe in, in, in the industry. But how you mentioned, though, how you just explain, you know, um, I, I've always been, like, embarrassed to ask, you know what I mean? Like, what oh. did you do and what does this piece do and, and, and how does it work? And I, I think that's, that, that's so important, isn't it, for a lot of people? It is. So we do it for a few reasons. And, and many of our locations will put and will have a shelf in the client reception area of the old parts mm-hmm. we took off the car. So we could say, hey, you want to see oh, how wow. bad your brake pads were? Let me show you what wow. the brake pad looks like and what yours looks like. But That's great. the last thing we want to have happen is you leave our counter, you leave our facility, go home, and your mm-hmm. spouse says or asks, hey, so what did they do for $800? <laughs> like, well, I, I, I think I got break. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> if we did our job, if we did right. our job and explained, right. here's what we had to do, here's all the parts that got replaced, man, this thing right. was rusty and it fought us longer than we, you know, we thought, but at the end sure. of the day, here's everything you got. You feel better about your investment in your car. You can explain it to folks. And then when, when somebody hears you explain it to them, right. they're like, wow, they, they really took the time to explain it. I got to check that place out. Right. Part of the market. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's very powerful. Um, You've been doing this for a while now, Bill. So, I mean, you have so much experience. And our listeners, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them have it in their mind that, you know, they want to get into franchising. But we find that, you know, in doing this show such a long time now that in the beginning phases, a lot of people are confused because there's so much out there today. There's like, I think they said there's like 3,500 different franchise systems. So most people are where... Do I even begin? From everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? To sum it up in one word, research. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If, yeah, if you want to take the leap, because, you know, mm-hmm. take your entrepreneurial spirits and, and get into a franchise, do the research. Yeah. Right. So the, the nice thing about today's day and age is there's so many websites. You can jump on, yeah. you can research. There's magazines, trade journals. Read them all. The other thing is network. Mm. I'm a big believer in networking, and the franchise network is awesome. So interview a couple franchise consultants that might be in your your region, in your city, and and maybe pick one of those folks to help you navigate uh, finding the right brand that that fits. And then the last bit of advice with all that is spend the time to, you know, let's just say you, you fall in love with a brand. Spend the right. time to, inter- you know, you're going to do your validation. You're going to talk to the owners. But, you know, what about the people I'm going to be working with every day at the brand level? Do I right. like this marketing manager? Do I like my right. field guy or gal? Um, how, what's our regular cadence of calls or meetings with other owners? Because um, right. if you're not going to get the support and you don't feel good about the people that are supporting you, 
That's it. <laughs> we're going right, to be together right. for a long time. You better make sure, sure we're all getting along. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a lot of work, Bill. Is isn't it? I mean, it's it's you know, it, it is. It's a big process. I mean, it's not something that you could, um, you know, certainly decide in a day or two. And and I like how you mentioned even you know the franchise consultants because we've had you know a lot of them on the show throughout the years, you know, and I've always, you know, a lot of times I'll hear stories of like people, they have a picture in their mind, like someone will say, okay, I want to go into, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts franchise because I like the coffee. But and a lot of times working with the franchise consultants is a lot of times they'll not so much steer you, but, but kind of educate you on other things that are out there. You know what I mean? That they'd never thought of. And in many cases, a lot of people, they go into an industry that they never even thought of in a million years. They said, oh, my God, I never see myself, you know, going into the automotive industry or the window cleaning industry. And, and that happens a lot. And I think, I, I think that's great advice. And, um, you, know, you know, we never know where our journey is going to lead or right. end up. Right. But, um, yeah, a franchise consultant can definitely help with that. And to your point, sure. they will tell you things you didn't think to ask. They will tell you right. things you didn't even know could exist. And they'll right. tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sure. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I can ask you the final question, Bill. I mean, what are Rad Air's plans for the future? I mean, where do you see Rad Air? If you can look into that crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Yeah, in three years, um, we look to have 50 units awarded. And in five years, we look to double that and have 100 units awarded. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, it, it's just growth through what we've what we've done over mm-hmm. the last couple of decades, and it's just treating people right. right. You know, one thing one thing we didn't talk about with our model mm-hmm. is we'll look at a conversion building. So an existing repair oh, facility wow. that might be vacant, or the current owner is maybe mm-hmm. looking to retire. Right. We can convert that to a rate error uh, and save a lot of real estate costs. But we also oh, have yeah. concept builds that could be new buildings too. So that's one that's one way that we can grow is just by you know being part of the neighborhood of an existing right. facility, and that'll help us attain those goals of you know fifty in three years. That's a great strategy. What, what's the best way for our listeners, Bill, to get more information on Rad Air? Of course, it's the franchise opportunity, but you know, even the service itself. Any websites you can kind of direct them to? Yep. Yeah, you go to radair.com. It's R-A-D-A-I-R.com. And across okay. the header, there's all kinds of menus, including one for franchise. That's fantastic. And I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today, Bill. It's, it's a privilege to finally get to speak to you. And I'd really like to invite you back, you know, over the next year or two. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll lose my voice as you continue to grow, you know, because I, I think you have a very strong system at Radair. And I'm going to keep watching you. Yeah, thanks again for the invite. And I look forward to keeping in touch. This has been my pleasure, Bill. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. 
For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today's Great Quote in Franchising podcast comes from Mary Jane Riva, the CEO of Pizza Factory. And Mary Jane gave some great advice. You know, one of the questions we frequently ask on the show when we have someone like Mary Jane is, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? And she said that you should look under the hood. And, you know, I thought her advice was very original, but you have to listen to the podcast to find out why. So here we go with Mary Jane Riva, CEO of Pizza Factory. Hi, Franchise. You know, we've been doing the show such a long time now. And and one of the the biggest things we've learned is that, you know, a lot of our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise, they don't know where to begin because, like you were saying earlier, there's so much out there today. You know, I mean, there's just so much to choose from. Most of them don't even know where to begin. It just becomes overwhelming. You know, from everything you've learned, you know, up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners? Well, the first, there's a couple things. And one that as we're going through this journey ourselves from being a franchisee to the franchisor, it's understanding the roles of the franchisor versus the Mm -hmm. franchisee. That's a really big, important, really what is the role that you're playing versus a franchisor. And then when you're looking at brands, the other thing for brands to me is, is really looking under the hood. Don't just look at all the stuff on the surface, really dig down see what extra charges there, you know, are they marking up stuff, you know, really evaluate a brand to a brand and not just the fluff kind of stuff that you see on the top. And it's a lot of due diligence. Right. 
but you know ask ask the questions that are that are going to be once you're in there you know are they marking up the food product are they marking up advertising materials you know what what are you paying so really really dig down and ask um, a lot more questions and right. I would talk to, I would talk to a lot of franchisees that are in the system and see how they feel about the franchisor and the the brand itself. I would do a lot of due diligence with franchisees because they're the ones that are going to tell you. Right, absolutely. I love how you said look under the hood. You know, as I mentioned, doing the show such a long time, I've never heard that analogy before. I think that's very clever to look under the hood, you know, to go deep, you know, mm-hmm. inside and look what's under, not yeah. just what's on top. You know, we have this great quote in yeah. franchising. I'm going to put that one in there because uh, I, I, I think that's fantastic. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Pizza Factory, I mean, you have a lot of franchisees that you can call, right? I mean, I think you're up to, is it over a hundred yes. franchisees now, Mary yes. Jane? So there's yeah. plenty of people, We've got you know, that, that have... oh, good. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was going to say we oh, we have them. They've been in the system for they've been in the system for 30 years. We have franchisees, you know, that've been in that long, and we have them that are just getting on. So there's a wide range. So and you want to hit right. all those, you know, you want to hit the newbies, you want to hit the older ones, you want to yes. want to get their feel of what's been going on and how they've been treated. And but, but yeah, it's there's a lot of people to call. There's a lot of people to ask. There's a lot of different town sizes. So when you're doing mm-hmm. your due diligence. Right. You know, really, really, really get out there and, and dig deep. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Pizza Factory, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and click on Food Franchises, and you can hear the whole interview there. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a huge success. You know, it's hard to imagine when we started the show that our Great Coats and Franchising podcast was going to become just as big as our regular show. So we want to thank everyone again and continue to listen to our Great Coast and Franchising podcast sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.